G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, August 13. I'm John Barker, joining me once again, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall, my Winning Post colleagues. Well, uh, well, things are really starting to warm up now, boys. Uh, the traditional sort of getting serious phase of the Melbourne Spring it was always the Liston Stakes, these days known as the Lawrence Stakes. That's on Saturday, along with the Vane and Quisette for the new season three-year-olds, the Regal Roller. For the sprinters, more new season three-year-olds duke it out in Sydney in the Rosebud. And meanwhile, in Adelaide, Behemoth is odds-on to make it three spring stakes in a row. The Lawrence Joel, uh, Mr. Brightside, Um, obviously uh, top quality galloper, uh, favoured to uh, resume with a win, which is something he hasn't done before. Yeah, g'day, Barks. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, always tricky, these early season wait-for-age races with a lot of the horses resuming and perhaps some of the ones with the fitness under the belt. you just got that question mark in your mind whether they're Group 2 wait-for-age horses. Um, so it just always makes it a bit tricky. I guess the weather, um, expecting maybe a little bit more rain in the next 48 hours. So certainly hoping for a little bit of that to fall for my selection in the race. But, um, yeah, and obviously we've got some intrigue with the couple of horses sort of lightly raced and particularly one coming back from injury and Elephant who of course got a bit of a cult following uh, when he first crossed the Tasman and, and built such a good record last spring and we only saw him once in his autumn prep before injury struck so keen to see how he returns but uh, yeah there's plenty of question marks in that race. And Dan the Rosebud uh, after a long period when it was pretty irrelevant as far as uh, the Golden Rose goes. The last couple of years, the horse that's run second in the Rosebud has gone on to win the Golden Rose. Can you see a Golden Rose winner lurking anywhere in the Rosebud field this year? Not saying there won't be. Um, I think a few of these have to really sort of put their hand up on Saturday. There's certainly a couple of horses who have shown they have the ability to, to win a race like that. Um <clears throat> And like a couple of nice types resuming here. So I think we'll learn more this weekend, as expected. Um, there's also another good, a good one who, who strutted his stuff at the midweeks and looks quite promising, um, who will have a little bit of a fitness edge on some of those um, good horses who are resuming. So whilst I probably wouldn't have a futures bet for the Golden Rose and any of the horses in this race, in the Rosebud now, um, we'll have plenty to learn, obviously, come Saturday afternoon. Alrighty, we will get to Sydney shortly. We will start in Melbourne where the venue is Caulfield and the first of the black type races comes up in race five and that is the Stowe Storage Solutions Vein Stakes, 1,100 metres set weights and penalties for three-year-old Colts and Geldings. And look, there's only eight in it. They've left it out of the quaddy, but uh, by jingoes, a lot of different form lines and uh, really nothing in it would surprise Joel. Yeah, that's right, Barks. Um, we spoke about the Lawrence, but these three-year-old races are, you know, sort of just as just as tricky, really, with just trying to measure up the, the difference, different form lines, and what do we think six, yeah, six of the eight horses in this race are last start winners. Um, so yeah, tricky, tricky to line them up. I've settled on number six, Giga Kick. Just think he's got a fair bit still under the bonnet that we haven't seen yet. It was a smart day, very win before they tipped him out, and he came back and won down the straight at Flemington. It was a pretty strong win. I think he did it pretty comfortably. 
Craig Williams in good form. So I've lent his way number six uh, to beat eight Spacewalk at this stage still in here and in Sydney. So not entirely sure where they're heading, but uh, if he's here, I think he can run well. He's got a good draw. Um, the best of him last prep was pretty good. In for third, number one, Semyon has the decent Caulfield form, which is a positive uh, runner-up in the Diamond Prelude and then very game in the Blue Diamond, crossing from the White Gate and, and holding on for fifth before going up to Sydney and winning the Kindergarten. And in for fourth, number four, Thron Bone. Well, he's the one that's, I guess, here and now he's in great form and ready to go and just whether he's up to some of these better horses resuming uh, is the question mark, but... Yeah, he's, you've got to respect him. He's put three wins together. Six on top for me, though, from eight, one and four. Yeah, smallish field, but look, plenty of speed in the race. Um, I'm with Giga Kick as well, the six. I think maybe you can, can just take a sit off the first two or three in running here. Alpha One will be the look, the likely lead. He's got speed to burn that, that colt. But Cannonball and Similian as well that can sort of head forward. And Giga Kick has been showing good speed in his races, but... I think um, can take a sit just off the speed and have sort of the, the last crack at those leaders in the straight. Uh, looks a horse with plenty of upside. Um, sort of did it on raw ability first up at Flemington down the straight um, on a on a soft seven. So handle that sort of those conditions if the rain does um, come. So six on top for me. Five in next. Alpha one. Um, very dominant win at Mooney Valley. Got to the front. The race was over at the top of the straight. Um, He'll likely be the one to cap, they have to catch again, but how much pressure he um, left to absorb will be key. In for third, I've got Spacewalk. Uh, he'll be a colt coming off the speed. I think very talented Godolphin Colts. Um, and, yeah, whether he's in he- here or in Sydney, he's a chance in both races. In for fourth, <coughs> I've got the one, uh, Simeon. Uh, my number's six, five, eight, and then one. Uh, and I am going to make it unanimous for Giga Kick. And if you'd like to read about Clayton Douglas's thoughts on his chances uh, and indeed those of Bless Her on Saturday, Dan has done an interview on page 94 of your winning post. Fun facts about the Vane Stakes Barriers 3 to 8 have provided 10 of the past 11 winners. Well, that's no great uh, spoil knowing that. That just gets rid of Thrawn Bone and Spacewalk. And 15 of the past 17 Vane Stakes winners have been first up, which is. Pretty interesting. Five of the eight uh, are first up on Saturday, but um, certainly my first and second selections, Giga Kick and Alpha One, and as well as Thron Bone, are first up, uh, are at least not first up on Saturday. So Giga Kick, Alpha One, Cannonball, and Thron Bone for me, six, five, two, and four. Race six is the Phillies division. It is the Neds, Quisette Stakes, same conditions, set weights and penalties, 1,100 metres. It is a Group 3 event. Uh, what did you like here, Joel? Yeah, I'm with number 12, Waltz on by. I was with her right through her autumn campaign, and she didn't win, but she certainly ran well, fourth on debut in the Diamond Preview, runner-up in the Talinda, and then the Blue Diamond. Didn't have a lot of room from Gate 1. A gap came, and she just I don't know, probably just wasn't going quite well enough to take it, and then sort of got checked. It wasn't beaten far. I think there's going to be plenty of improvement in her this prep. I'm still not really sure what her best distance is. She's from a really good family, a uh, bit of uh, you know sort of mile plus on her dam side, but by I am invincible. So just not sure where she sits, but I, I'm convinced she is a good filly. So I'm going to go with her first up. I'll throw an absolute bolter in for second. 
number 14, She's Pretty Rich, is, I think you can get upwards of 200 to 1 for her. I thought her debut was excellent. The format of that Group 3 race during Cup Week has been a bit iffy. The winner, See You in Heaven, has gone on, but not much else has. But I thought that was a good run. And we saw her once in the autumn, leading down the straight first up at over 1,200. Wasn't really the right recipe, but she held on okay. But her jump outs have been solid. You know, I think she's probably 50 to 1, not 200 to 1. I think that's crazy. Uh, four, I'm loving you. Got to include her. She beat Waltz on by in the Talindu, and she's trialled up really well for this. And three, Ebhart. She's been well backed, and she's the query runner because she had a huge boom on her before the debut, and she won here at Caulfield. Her next two runs up in Sydney, she just did everything wrong, over-raced, um, hung out, and, and put in two shockers. So I think she's been well backed purely on her Caulfield debut, and, and that's why I've included her as well. So it'll be interesting to see how she returns. 12 for me from 14, 4 and 3. With the well-bred Ebha on top here, look, she just didn't come up last prep. Well beaten in two um, runs earlier in the year at Rose Hill. She's far better than that. The win at Caulfield, listed race, the Merson Cooper. Last spring was was very good. She's had a couple of some good trials leading into this. So I'm going to give her a chance to sort of make amends on a disappointing last preparation. She's certainly got the talent to win a race like this. One in next, Miss Rosiano. Of course, one on debut or first up in her initial campaign. It's a deal with a pretty tough barrier, but <clears throat> got the jockey on board to do so. She's beaten Giga Kick in a in a recent trial, so <clears throat> clearly going well enough, Mr. Rosiano. Just need a bit of luck from that draw. Four, I'm loving you. Excellent on debut last prep after a slow start, and then one second up beating what's on by. Uh, in for fourth, I've got the Queenslander. She's got the boom. Unbeaten Philly hasn't beaten a whole lot up there. We'll be up on the speed and um, they can measure up here. But three on top of one, four, and six. Yeah, well, I'm tipping the Queenslander. She's got the boom. In fact, I'm tipping a massive, massive day for Stephen O'Day and Matthew Hoisted. Uh, uh, basically, I'm sure they're going to win at least one, so I've tipped them all. Uh, she's got the boom to beat Bistro, Lomandra, and Ebha, 6 2, 15, and 3. That was the first leg of the quaddy. The second leg is also a black type. It is race seven, evergreen turf, regal roller stakes, 1,200-metre listed handicap. Joel? Yeah, I'm with the Queenslander here, 11 Uncommon James. Uh, been very well back since markets opened. $2.50, current quote, short enough, but I think he'll win. He's really been taken by his performances up in Brisbane. This is obviously a huge step up in grade because um, he's only beaten two-year-olds and three-year-olds, but... Uh, his performance has been backed up. You know, he's looked good visually, but they've been backed up on the clock. And just think he hits this, you know, probably ready to win, whereas a few of the others have got bigger fish to fry, I suspect. Uh, six showmanship in for second. We saw him once uh, last time in. It was off a long spell. He ran very good in the long game at Warnable. He had a bit of a task, but it was a strong effort. He's well in here with 54 and a half. He's a real talent. If he's anywhere near his best, he can win. And out towards the top, a couple of these with the uh, with the bigger weights. One Lombardo, obviously a Group One winner in the Goodwood. He's going to roll forward from that wider gate and certainly be there for a long way. And two Cinnawan. His first up run last prep was a cracker where he flew home behind Marabi, then started 4:40 in the CF4. So look, he probably will step up a little bit in distance, but I think he can run well fresh. Eleven for me though from six one and two. Yeah, with 11, 
as well on top. I'm not sure I'd like to dive into that sort of price. Maybe in the, in the prices early in the week, around $6, I think, in early markets on the Monday. But in the 250 260 now, um, Joel's made a good point. He's sort of here third up, ready to peak. A few, uh, few of the better rivals come into this with a bit less of fitness on their side. But down in the weights of 54 kilos and um, running good time and winning those two races in Queensland. So... Promising horse certainly deserves a, a crack in a race like this. Got the three and next Rangers. He's another who's sort of rock hard fit. Um, here fifth up. He's had a good preparation. He's won two or four, and beat home Gem Song last start in the Ramoni. That horse came out and franked the form in Sydney last weekend with a good run in the Missile Stakes. In for third, I've got one Lombardo, 61 kilos. First up, obviously the query, but he is. Uh, jumping out well and fresh form reads pretty well so he's obviously the class of the field um wouldn't shock if he was to win and six in next showmanship 11 3 1 6 for me and for me it is 11 as well to beat showmanship felicia and rangers so 11 6 7 3 the big one is race eight third leg of the quaddy it is the pb lawrence stakes 1400 meters standard weight for age worth three hundred thousand. Joel, just the nine to face the starter, but plenty of intrigue to this one too. Indeed. Yeah, I spoke earlier just about the, the weather and I'm hoping for a few more showers to arrive. I've gone with five Buffalo River. He has been a bit tricky to catch, um, but I think if he jumps, he can lead here and he's got a good record around the Caulfield 1400 with the sting out. He comes off uh, some recent runs in Brisbane sort of forget his last couple if we hit slow away and that sort of hasn't really been his go he usually jumps pretty well but missed the start and the Stradbroke had no hope and then again in the glass house he was slow out and four or five wide throughout so tough runs he was he had a big weight there too so just hopefully he can jump put himself on speed 10 or 11 dollars little each way bet without a lot of confidence to Mr Brightside if he's ready to go he's going to be very hard to beat he doesn't run badly so he's going to be thereabouts. He should map pretty well from that gate. A seven, I am Superman. I've sort of fallen to him a few times and he hasn't quite delivered for me, but he's probably the horse that doesn't want the showers to come. The, the drier, the better for him. He should get a pretty good run in transit as well. He's certainly good enough to play a part in this if he shows up. And eight, Elephant, got to include him in the numbers and, and the quaddy as well because we know he's a real talent and obviously there's going to be improvement in him, but... Um, yeah, really keen to see how he has returned. Uh, Scalapini is probably the other one I'll include in my quaddy numbers. Five on top from two, seven, and eight. Well, I'll make up for a jog as I'm falling into I Am Superman here. I'm pretty keen on him here first up. Um, yeah, as you said, won't want it too wet, but he did win a trial in Sydney on, uh, on rain-affected ground, heavy track there, and it was a really nice piece of work. You sort of last on the turn came around him and under no riding, uh, finished over the top and the first two sort of got away from the rest. It was a really nice trial from I Am Superman. There's a couple of wins first up. Um, look, hasn't won for some time, but seldom runs poorly and gets a good run from the gate here. So with I Am Superman first up, he's my best at Caulfield. Second, I've got two Mr. Brightside. Um, just a known winner, seven from 13, and hasn't won first up, but I thought was very good without much luck when first up last time in. 1,400 metres, a good, kick, uh, good kick-off point for him. In for third, I got the four, Scalapini, um, racing well without reward. This prep, 
Uh, and in for fourth, have the three thrown in the three street to Avalon. Good Caulfield horse. Seven, two, four, and three. Uh, yeah, I am, uh, as indicated, with the Queenslander again in uh, Scolopini, number four, to beat Elephant, who um, uh, obviously the question is uh, how well he comes back from the injury, but this excellent spring uh, campaigns kicked off, I think, at this meeting last year. And Buffalo River with Joel, Definite Danger, and Mr. Brightside. So four, eight, five, and two. For me, Joel's best on the program was race seven, number 11, Uncommon James, and his value bet was race six, number 12, Waltz on by. Uh, Dan, we heard from you just then that your best is race eight, number seven, I Am Superman. Tell us about your value bet comes up earlier in the card. Yeah, with the one, bless her, she hasn't won for some time. It's almost been two years since her last victory, and she's had a few runs now for Clayton Douglas, and um, it's a sort of a breakthrough whilst under him, but she's been running some really good races. She was she was pipped on the post in the John Monash Stakes last start, a group three at this track. Um, loves Caulfield, it's seven starts here, only missed the place, placings one. Just thought she was well placed back um, in from a group three to a, a mare's benchmark 90. Um, <clears throat> it's a, couple, a kilo and a half off thanks to the claim to Maddie Cartwright, and um, whilst this is a pretty handy benchmark 90 race, I just think she's going well enough at the moment that back in class, I think she can um, get good each way price in this. I thought she's definitely worth a bet. Race three, number one, bless her. And she is my value bet as well, race three, number one. She was actually, uh, if you're following very closely, you'd find that she's my best bet in uh, best bets uh, this week. And I had uh, El Rocco, race nine, number 16, as my value bet. But uh, they... Uh, once the prices were established, I found that El Rocco, despite being the emergency, is in fact the favourite for that last race and that, bless her, is, uh, as Daniel alluded to, very good each way odds. So uh, I've made her my value bet my best. Therefore, is race two, number two, American Angel, who uh, forget the last run, no luck at all. And uh, the two previous to that were excellent, definitely ready to break through fourth up race two, number two. Rose Hill, the venue for Sydney Metro Racing on Saturday. And the black type race is for the three-year-olds. It is race eight, the Smithfield RSL Rosebud. 1,100-metre quality handicap at uh, listed level Joel. And uh, as we speak, there's 11 left in it. Yeah, I am with number one, Sevenac, uh, the lone top weight with the 58. The rest all on 56. Uh, he was a debut winner of the Group 3 Chairman Stakes. Into the Blue Diamond at start two, ran very well without a lot of luck. And then you can forgive his run in the slip, he was never on the track, and I don't think he loved the heavy ground. He's been trialling up really well. Uh, one on the turf, one on the synthetic. He'll be, yeah, probably settling just off the leaders here from gate five, maybe just in front of midfield. I think he'll be strong late and be hard to beat. I think the favourite... Uh, number five, Kaboo, is the danger. I think he's a little bit short. I think he's gotten in less than $3 now, but he's a gelded son of Morris who won over 1100 back in June, and then a couple of weeks later he stretched it out to 1400 and held off the impressive Ossipenko um, over the 1400 at Rose Hill. So he's got a bit of residual fitness about him. Back to 1100 Yeah, look, I think he can win, but I just I think he's a little bit short. A uh, three spacewalk mentioned earlier, got him in the mix in the vein. He's a chance here. 
uh, from a group gate with McDonald to ride, and I've got 11 Zuccarino in for fourth. I was well back on day on the Kenzo track. Drew wide, but was able to slide in reasonably well just behind the front few, and then quickened really well and opened up uh, nearly three and a half lengths. So he's obviously a colt with plenty of promise, but uh, keen on seven at one from five, three, and 11. With the 11 on top, Zuccarino, that win on Davu was, um, was super impressive. Got through the heavy ground just fine and um, one with a <clears throat> one with a bit of authority there. Measure up in this grade, second up. <clears throat> Trialled well since, so the 11 on top for me. I've got one in next seven, Yak. I think we'll see a much improved effort from the uh, the Golden Slipper. Fail on the heavy nine there. Um, did show some good form on dry tracks earlier in the campaign. <clears throat> Aim for second, aim for third, so I've got Space Walk, who I've made a case for in Melbourne as well. I think can you know, run a race first up wherever he goes. And in for fourth, Miss Hellfire. A couple of nice trials leading in. Um, uh, settle handy and uh, be in this for a long way. 11, 1, 3 and 7. Big 10 race card at Rose Hill. Joel, tell us about your specials. I'm going again uh, with lovely esteem for the best. Race 7, number 5, which was my best a couple of weeks ago. Settled. Um, you know, sort of with only a couple behind her. They didn't go a great tempo. She followed the eventual winner, Elusive Jewel, in the run and loomed up to win and just peaked on her run. And I think probably the lack of early pressure too just helped a horse like Elusive Jewel kick on. She ended up finishing third, lovely esteem, but she was 1,500 to 1,800 third up. I just think with that under the belt, McDonald sticks, she drops two kilos and gets her chance to break through. So I couldn't jump off her after her last run. In terms of my value, race two is a really interesting race. And the way the odds have come up, I can play a few horses here because I think there's a few over the odds. Um, but I've made Man Zoist my value. I think he's a lovely colt, one to follow. Staying at 1,300 off the 1,300 debut would be the negative. But he was excellent there at Wyoming. He was big odds for a horse that have trialled very well. He just came off the bit before the turn. I don't think he was handling the tight track. But once he got out in the straight, he flew. To finish second to Major Beal, who's also in this race, I think you can turn the tables on him. Um, but as I said, looking at the markets, um, back rower ran $11 and show court $11, although he's coming off a terrible trial. Uh, but he did show plenty last prep. So, yeah, it's a race I'm going to concentrate on there, but uh, Manzois is my value for the day. My best comes up in race number four with the resuming um, Godolphin Mayor Cardolan. Had the one start last prep at Mooney Valley, ran on really well when third behind in the boats. Also went on with it later in the preparation. Um, nice trial. All she had to under her own steam, hitting the line nicely in Sydney. And, um, just hopefully not too wet in Sydney. The rain's seeming to stay away at the moment, but um, need sort of no rain before the uh, before Saturday. But supreme dry tracker. Uh, but Cardolan, I think... Well placed in that field and will be hard to beat. The value comes up later in the day. Race nine with Love Planet uh, from the Chris Wallace stable. First up at Randwick, sort of drew wide, got too far back there in a slowly run race, um, just unable really to get into the contest. But I think can improve second up as he normally does. Up, up tripping 1,400 metres. He's one for one of the trip. Uh, that was just over the odds. Love Planet. Um, on his best form, certainly a race like this looks uh, looks more placed in this anyway. So just has to find it. Um, and hoping he can do good each way price for the six. Race nine and number six. Morfordville, they are racing on the course proper 
in Adelaide on Saturday. And as I mentioned, there is a stakes race, a Group 3, in fact. Race 7, Grand Syndicate's Spring Stakes. 1,200 metres. Standard weight for age. We've got 13 in it. Uh, Behemoth, who is going to be uh, is shooting to become the second three-time winner of this race after the great 80s and 90s uh, sprinter Redelva. Um, and you'd have to say he's very much uh, favoured to do so. He is rated 22 points higher than any other horse in the race and uh, meets them on level weight. So you would think only uh, uh, being underdone or being unlucky could stop him, Dan. Yeah, that's right. Looks really well placed in this race. And look, it's been, a, it's been nearly a year since his last win, but I just think he finds a perfect race race first up. As you mentioned, it's well suited at weight for age. Um, not an overly strong contest this, and I think he'll be getting away with this behemoth. But the 10 in next agreeable, uh, pretty good Sebring mare on her day. She can mix her form. Um, just too far back at Randwick on the heavy nine last start. Now first off, first run for Will Clarkin, who we know has got a good record. Um, he's tried horses. Uh, I think she's certainly a, a winning chance as well. Outlaw's Revenge and Royal Mile, third and fourth pick. Uh, but one on top for me. 10, 2 and 4 and tell us about your specials on the Morphville program yeah the best comes up in the last uh, Glacius who's on the quick backup ran at Murray Bridge last Saturday and um, drew wide there drew 11 of 12 and gave away too much of a start in the straight but the way he turned on the Jets late last 200 metres was excellent he ran on into second there behind Taunting smart horse who um Ran well in some pretty decent races in Melbourne last prep, and that horse taunting had the, the dream run along the fence. Glacius had to sort of track wider. Um, spot too much of a start in the end, but thought it was a really good run um, here in a race that doesn't look any tougher. I think it'll be hard to beat in the last race nine, number four. The value comes up in race two. Uh, Madison Miss around 30 to one. She's uh, still a maiden. This mare, uh, I thought, showed a little bit of talent. In her initial campaign, I thought ran well at De- on debut and then Strathalbyn next starts. Um, cardiac arrhythmia there, so complete forgive. She put, put away after that recent trial at Morphville. Wasn't far away when third there. I thought was a nice bit of work and good draw. She'll go forward, um, which is a good place to be at, at Morphville. And I think you give a bit of a side at big odds. Race two, number 12, Madison Miss. Joel, any thoughts on Morphville? Uh, just on, on the feature race, I thought that was a, a good Quinella for the day, Behemoth Agreeable. Um, it was too slow to get $13 agreeable. Now she's five fifty. dollars Could have backed her at $13, but um, five fifty is a bit short now. I think that's a good Quinella. And I'd like one a little bit each way in the last. Number 14, she's a stell. Lightly raced me. New season six-year-old. Both runs this time have been good. Jason Holder, six. And I thought she could break through third up. But, uh, good props. Eagle Farm, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. We're uh, on a good four at this stage, Dan, and you're looking to get us off to a flying start. Yeah, I think Russian Warrior in the first is um, well placed in that field. It's a pretty weak uh, Saturday Metropolitan race. I think there's only two winning chances in the race. Russian Warrior and the Lees run a hell of a dancer, but um, of what I saw last start, they they clashed. They met it together at Eagle Farm. Russian Warrior sat wide there and 
kept coming and was strongest on the line, running third and hell of a dancer at a nice run behind him. And she's finally finished half a length behind Russian Warrior. But off that, um, and, you know, hopefully both, you know, hopefully Russian Warrior gets a much softer run this time in as she did last start. I think she'll be really hard to beat. Um, <clears throat> so hopefully we can, as you said, get the day to a fly. Race one, number three, the best bet. The value comes up in the last, I think, Festival Prince at sort of um, double-figure odds. Bit of a silly price. A very talented horse. Uh, won six in a row a couple of preps ago. Hasn't been able to sort of put it together this time in, but uh, he's running some good races without winning. He sort of wanted to lay in, but was running on hard and when running fourth behind Go Wanji, who's a very promising horse up in Queensland. He's actually beaten Go Wanji before, so... In this field, um, no go, no go. Wanji's going around here. I think um, you know, get every chance from Barrier Four. Hopefully, not too far off on on the turn. Um, but I just thought it was over the odds. Festival Prince, uh, race nine, number eight. Joel, any thoughts on the farm? No, nothing for me in Brisbane Bucks. Alrighty, we will switch then across the Nullarbor to Belmont, where there is a black type race. And that happens to be a race called the Furphy Belmont Newmarket. It is race eight. It is a listed event, uh, a handicap over 1,200 metres. And uh, our man in Perth, Greg Hooper, likes Eeyore Ways, uh, number seven, to beat Resort Man, Hot Z and Rodeo, seven, five, four, and one. His value bet there is race nine, number four, River Rubicon, and uh, his best bet is uh, race seven, number seven, Probity. Earlier earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Rickerton and Tauranga. Yeah, Rickerton, I'm waiting till late in the day. Tauranga early in the day for our specials. Uh, Rickerton, uh, the third day of their winter carnival, the Jumps Carnival, they've got the Grand National Steeple. On Sunday, only the five runners, but it'll be a good spectacle. Hopefully, nonetheless, race six. Uh, but my best is race nine, number one, Bauble. Uh, trying to do what not many can do, and that's come off a maiden win and go straight into 65 grade and win. But uh, I think he's got a future, this bloke. He was in traffic and spotted the leader about five lengths on the turn. He ended up winning himself by four and a half lengths. He let go pretty well in the straight. It wasn't a strong maiden, to be fair. And he's got 59 here, and a few of these are claiming... You know, claiming away from him. So he's going to need to be quite progressive to win, but I think he can. And my value is race 10, number 12, Panday, on the backup from last Saturday. Got home well, was last on the turn, ran into fourth, had, I think, the sixth best last 200 of the meeting. And the step back up to 1,600 looks a positive. And over at Tauranga, uh, my value is in the first, race one, number 12, Shijenga. Has been tackling stronger races, um, went into a three-year-old handicap last time out and was competitive with the multiple winners, drops back to a maiden. A little bit of a gap between runs is the one query, but there's not a lot of depth for this maiden, and I think he'll be too strong. And my best bet is race three, number three, Shoshone. It's had a bit of a freshen up since a rare poor run on a heavy track last time out. It's been given two trials and has come through them well, has won both of them. Gets in this with a three kilo claim, so on the minimum with 54, and she's got a great heavy record. If she's anywhere near her best, she'll win. Um, I guess you just want to make sure the market likes her as well, coming off that one poor run, as I said, but I think she'll be hard to beat. 
Alrighty, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, Dan, you uh, went off Broadway last week and uh, with uh, excellent results, Townsville Cup, Namazoo, uh, 178 bucks back on uh, the Super Tab tote for your 20. So uh, I believe that is the best profit we've shown since uh, since we've been uh, since we moved out of the office and started uh, doing this uh, from home at the start of the COVID. So uh, well done, and uh, the other two of us probably need to lift our game and I am going to do, do so with race two number two at Caulfield on Saturday American Angel Joel uh, I will make it my best in Sydney which is a uh, lovely esteem 20 win race seven number five Dan we'll go back to Brisbane uh, a little bit shorter this weekend uh, Russian Warrior in the first race one number three all right, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already with uh, all the form for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Plenty of good reading besides. Uh, in particular, this week, uh, Richo's got an excellent Q&A with uh, a veteran former jockey called Alan Simpson who uh, had plenty of stints uh, various places in the world, actually won an Irish St. Ledger, uh, had some a lot of success in Singapore as well and he has got some great stories so don't miss that and also uh, Shane Temple is writing about uh, the night that Bart Cummings got to meet the Seekers apparently Bart massive Seekers fan that obviously uh, tying into the recent death of Judith Durham but there's plenty of good reading in your winning post so do make sure you pick it up it's online now it is in shops first thing Friday morning meanwhile Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.